0: On this episode of the Get Stoked Podcast, there's been this burning question in my mind ever since the NBA Finals ended, and I'll dive right into that, into this episode, plus my midseason thoughts about the Detroit Tigers and, of course, my other bandwagon team, the Seattle Mariners. The All-Star break happened. You'll find that, plus a little NBA buzz on this episode of the Get Stoked Podcast. Here we go. It is Tuesday. Welcome back to the Guest Oak Podcast. Before I dive into what I'm about to say, I would like to say this. Uh, The past few weeks have been a whirlwind in my life. And I have not been able to be able as committed as I once was. And of course, with that being said, I did say I did have an episode Friday. That did not happen. And it was it's a lot like sleeping and missing work when you're sleeping. Uh, if you wake up, snooze the alarm, and you're late to work or you don't show up at all, it's like that. And I apologize. I will do better to stick to a regular schedule as I once have. And I'm going to make time for it. it. Is This is a podcast I enjoy doing. This is something I want to continue doing. And this, I think, can help me lead to a potential spot into a a profession that i want to get into which is broadcasting from the booth either doing maybe a radio talk show one day and this is just the start of it ladies and gentlemen i can see this going in a very positive direction i'm working very hard to get more people on this podcast and i'm excited to have some people on so i can share their stories and their takes with you the audience. And I'm trying to figure out ways to create new content and to expand the audience and the listener base. And in all honesty, it is not easy. It's really not. It's just me with a computer and a microphone and I will do better. I definitely will. I'm putting myself in a position to do better and to stay more committed than I was. And with that being said, I'm going to now switch over to my big question of the night or the day rather. And actually, right before I do that, I want to give myself a correction. The MLB All-Star Game is going on as we speak, ladies and gentlemen. And the last thing I saw off of Twitter was Joe Carlos Stanton hitting a home run for the National League, for the Yankees and good for him he's showing off his skills at bat where he where he watched baseball as a kid at Dodger Stadium and I I'm happy for him Uh, he's playing at Dodger Stadium it could even though it's just once it's I'm sure he'll play there again one day for the Dodgers we'll see what happens though but currently it is three to two at the bottom of the fourth American over the National League, but now that I kind of got that out of the way, and I'm coming back to baseball here in a minute, the question I wanted to ask is, I posted this on Twitter a little bit ago, and this was one month ago today to be exact, and the question was right after the NBA Finals ended with the Golden State Warriors winning, was now that the Boston Celtics had made another appearance in the finals, who is more likely to win their 18th championship? The Los Angeles Lakers or the Boston Celtics? And that's a question that I've kind of been asking myself lately. Now that NBA trade rumors, the, w- the rumor mill has been going, the trade mill has been going with a potential Kyrie to Los Angeles trade to Kevin Durant going somewhere with DeAndre Ayton re-signing with the Phoenix Suns. There's been a lot going on. And the NL- NBA draft happened. The MLB draft happened, which I don't think got a whole lot of coverage as it should have. But th- this question I have is I th- not a lot of people are asking it. It's not that important of a question, but I thought I'd ask. So you have the Los Angeles Lakers and the Boston Celtics two of the most storied franchises in the NBA. On one end in LA, you have LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis. You have a new head coach. And in Boston, you have Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, and Championship City. That's Boston, if you count in the Patriots, the Bruins, and the Red Sox. It's, it's basically Championship City. But I'm going to ask who's more likely to win their 18th championship between the two because they're both at 17 and one franchise does not want the other to get their 18th. Well, actually, both franchises don't want the other get, to get their 18th. But I'm going to stick with the Boston Celtics as my answer because, and I will tell you why, You have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, who are some of the most compatible and a a fascinating duo in the league. And they're dominating as a duo ever since they both came in the league. And I know there's been circulation about whether you should trade one, send one away, or keep them. And keeping them just proves that they will probably make it back to this position again relatively soon is that going to be next season probably if they keep their pieces together if they keep Al Horford if they keep Marcus Smart if they keep Peyton Pritchard they have a very good chance of possibly repeating back to the NBA Finals but you also have to account for the Philadelphia 76ers Miami Chicago Milwaukee and Detroit I'm adding Detroit into this conversation because you have a very good young core that's being built around Cade Cunningham and now Jaden Ivey as a potential front court for the Detroit Pistons. And you also picked up Jalen Durand. You also have Sadiq Bey, Jeremy Grant. Excuse me, Jeremy Grant was, was traded away. You have Isaiah Stewart. You have... A number of other good players. Marvin Bagley Jr., or the third, rather. And that, to me, is a very good and potentially lethal core. But the Boston Celtics ran through Brooklyn last year. They swept Brooklyn last year. They beat Miami in Miami to go to the finals. And I'm excited to see what this Boston Celtics team can do. Because if they can run the West or the East again, they're going back to the finals in my book. Even if the Philadelphia 76ers have James Harden on a near-max contract, even if Miami is extending Jimmy Butler, the Celtics don't have a lot of big deals coming up. Because most of their players are already in deals. Yes, they can trade players still, but are they going to? Is another question that I have on top of that question. And of course, I'm sticking with the Celtics because they don't have any easier, they don't have it any easier than anyone else in the East, but they do have the most experience getting to the finals as of recently because, of course, they were just in the finals. And now I'm, now I'm going to go over to the West. A lot of people will say the West is the harder side of basketball, the harder division in basketball, which I can agree. You have the Phoenix Suns. You have the Denver Nuggets. You have the LA Clippers. You have Utah Jazz. You have the Timberwolves. You have the Pelicans. You have the Golden State Warriors who just won their fourth title in eight years. You have Steph Curry. You have Clay Thompson. You have Draymond Green. You have Nikola Jokic. You have all these players that LeBron James has to face up against. And the same thing goes for when he was in the East. He had to face all of these players when he was in Cleveland. Of course, some of them weren't in the league at the time. But LeBron James, he's 37. He's Aging, he's still putting up twenty points a game. He's over a thousand points away from breaking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's all-time scoring record, which has not been broken in over forty years. And if he puts twenty and twenty points a game every day, he's he's gonna break it, no matter what. And to me, that's an incredible accomplishment. But is he the goat? Still, no. That's a different topic for another day. And, of course, you have an aging Russell Westbrook. You have an aging Anthony Davis, who last season was not reliable at all. You had a a very aging Lakers roster. You had a much older Lakers roster than what you used to. And LeBron cannot carry a team like he once could when he was in Cleveland, when he was in Miami with Chris Bosh and Dwayne Wade and Ray Allen. That, that is just not the case anymore. You need to have key players around him. If Kyrie is to go to the Lakers, you have to give up something for him. You have to give up something like Russell Westbrook, which I hear he's a little more fed up with the Lakers now, his home team. They're not treating him like he wants to be treated. And Of course, Russell Westbrook can't play like he used to play when he was in Oklahoma City, when he was even in Houston. He wants to be the lead guy. He can't be the lead guy anymore. He has to be a playmaker. He has to be an addition to the team, not the solo act. And a lot of people forget, actually, I'm just remembering this, a lot of people forget that he was on the Wizards for a year when he actually made a playoff appearance as an eight seed with Kyle Kuzma. That's a name you don't hear anymore because he's with the Wizards. And the Wizards have been historically terrible. But as of recently, they've gotten a little bit better. I know Bradley Beal's possibly coming back. Kyle Kuzma is a young, talented player that the Wizards could potentially build around. But this question is still on the topic of the Lakers. The Lakers, bottom line, they got a few picks. They got Max Christie from Michigan State. He's a great player. I didn't think he was ready for the NBA, but we'll see what happens when he's in the G league. You have a potential huge trade coming up with Kyrie Irving. That's going to make a big difference in whether or not the Lakers go back to the playoffs this year. And if they do, that's great. They're going to go back to the playoffs. It just depends on what seed they're going to be. And so I, I have all of my money on the Celtics Pro. A lot of people may disagree with me because, oh, it's LeBron James. He's one of the greatest of all time. But at the same time, he's getting older as well as the team in Boston. But the team in Boston, they have been playing much better as a unit than they have individually, whereas the Lakers, they've excelled at playing individually and not as a unit. That's the biggest difference that I see. Team Playing over individual playing, the L.A. Lakers last season played individually. LeBron James carried the team for half of their games, and they won half of their games when it was just him. But if everyone plays, they're more likely to win more. Of course, Anthony Davis wasn't fully healthy. Russell Westbrook, excuse me, Russell Westbrook. He was shooting 29% from the three. And I gotta say, I I understand why people were calling him Russell West brick. Because he was a walking brick. He could not make he could not make sixty one percent of his shots. And that that is sad. Excuse me, 71% of his shots. That was that was a that was a wrong number. But let me just say, I have Boston going back to the title game over Los Angeles. They are the more likely team to get back to the finals. Switching things over now to baseball, and I kind of more than alluded to it earlier in this episode in a different segment. The American League and the National League are facing off in the MLB All-Star game. It is still 3-2, to two, top of the fifth, one out. And other than that, not a whole lot has changed. They do have clean jerseys. I will have to say they do have clean jerseys. And since it is the halfway point of the season, technically, I want to give you my thoughts on the Detroit Tigers and another team, which I alluded to in kind of the beginning of this episode, the Seattle Mariners. And I'm going to stick with the Mariners for now because the Mariners They have been on a 14-game win streak. And I'm going to give a shout-out to my younger sister, Vanessa. She's been sending me memes on Instagram and where a couple of them have just been solid gold by the PR team or the social media team over the Mariners. They have been solid gold. It has been phenomenal. And while that is... I will get to that in a second. And this is... Coming from Bleacher Report as of 25 minutes ago at 9.52, so 25 minutes before, Miles Bridges was charged with felony domestic violence and child abuse after allegedly attacking his wife in front of their children, per TMZ. That is huge because this came out a few weeks ago, and this could potentially impact... Actually, I take that back. It won't potentially impact it will impact his trade value and his stance with the team later on this season and for the rest of his life because that is serious allegations against him from his wife and I'm not saying what he did wasn't wrong that is very wrong to do that but he is innocent until proven guilty as our law system works that way and I will say this he made mistakes that is something you just cannot do if you are a rising star like miles bridges that is something you just cannot do and that that makes me ashamed of of a brilliant player that he is he just he's basically throwing his life away and he's not the first one to do it he's really not Uh, sorry about that rant that kind of riled me up a little bit but to get back on topic I'm going to go with the Seattle Mariners here. So my sister Vanessa sent me a couple memes from the Mariners. And one of them is from high school musical where Troy and Gabriella are talking in the hallway and Troy gives Gabriella a necklace and it has a T on it. It says T as in Troy. And then Troy says, no, Gabriella T as in 13 game winning streak. And I thought that was absolutely brilliant. Then the next one is from the office where it's Michael Scott going, well, I'm going through a little bit of a winning streak. 14 games, actually. (laughs) They are just brilliant from the Mariners' perspective, from their social media team. That is brilliant right there. And I applaud them. I thank my sister for sending me those. I found them to be extremely funny and extremely accurate. Because ever since they have lost to the Athletics, a few weeks ago, they have they have not lost. July second was their last loss. That was 17 days ago, ladies and gentlemen. They've had one postponed game against the Nationals. They are facing Houston here in three days on the 22nd. They have not <laughs> lost. They they took three out of the four from the Athletics they swept the padres in 2 they swept the blue jays in 4 they swept the nationals in 2 with that postponed game being included they swept the texas rangers 4 games they are now 51 and 42 they're second in the al west right behind houston they were just 2 weeks ago they were sitting at 500 And the fact that they have been on an absolute tear between these teams is just mind-blowing. Where is this when the Detroit Tigers need it? Why isn't this happening with the Detroit Tigers? That is my big question. And I will get to them in a second. But the Seattle Mariners, they are the hottest team in baseball right now. They could win 15, 16, 17. But this All-Star break is going to impact them one way or another. This is a... This is a week-long hiatus, technically, because of the All-Star break. You have the Home Run Derby, you have the Celebrity Game, you have the All-Star Game, all of it. And unfortunately, I've not been paying that much attention to it. But the Seattle Mariners, they are my team to go into the playoffs right now. They are on a hot streak. They are red hot, ladies and gentlemen. They Oh my goodness, I I, am running out of words to describe them right now. They are just incredible to watch. They they (laughs) have been winning ever since July 2nd. They've been winning for 17 days. They have not had a win streak since 2009 like this. This is the first time in over 10 years that they've had a winning streak like this. And the last time they did, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure they came close to winning a World Series. Can they do it again? I if they play just if they're playing like they are right now all the way through the rest of the season, they will go far. But the downside is they cannot burn themselves out. They got to play reserved, and it's kind of hard to do when you're playing almost every day in the Major League Baseball system. But I gotta say, I applaud the Seattle Mariners for what their front office is doing, for how their players are doing, for how their pitching is doing, for how their hitting is. It's just been phenomenal. It's been fun to listen to on Sirius XM. It's been fun to watch on ESPN. I am loving this. This is a bandwagon team right now. I've I hopped on this this train years ago, but I am loving this. I. I'm loving this. I need to order myself a jersey right now for this team. Wow, they are just incredible. Now shifting over to the Tigers, and you could probably hear in my change of voice, it's not that great, because let me tell you why they they were doing pretty well. They're 37 and 55, fourth in the AL Central. I take it back. The Yankees are also in the AL. That was my mistake. But I will say, I'm not going to wood here. I really hope that they can turn things around. I hope this break that they're getting is the thing that they need to have turn, turn to turn them around. And it does not help their situation that they have to send Spencer Torkelson down to Toledo. It does not make their case at all it it really does not, and I'm gonna say i i I wish I could say better things about the Tigers just three days ago, they lost ten to nothing to the Guardians to the Cleveland Guardians. yes, they do have a they do have a better record than they do, but you should not lose ten digit games to the Cleveland Guardians. You shouldn't lose 10-digit games to anybody. And, of course, they've had their luck. And a lot of people want to blame Al Avila. And at the same time, I kind of want to as well. He has not been handling this very well. A.J. Hinch has been handling this way better. But, of course, he had to deal with the Houston Astros and the trash scandal. And I still think the Houston Astros are trash. Pun intended. But... I will say this. Alavila, please get your act together. You've been with the organi- organization for a long time. You should know better than anybody what it takes to have a winning team back again. You have been with Jim Leland ever since he retired. You have been through Brad Osmus whenever he was fired. He was not that great of a general manager, Ladies and gentlemen, he was really just not that great. He was overhyped, and he underperformed AJ Hench I will say this is what his second third year with the organization he has handled it better than most yes his reputation has preceded him but he has picked up some pretty good players he picked up Riley Green he picked up Javier Baez he picked up Austin Meadows Austin Meadows has not been that relevant to be honest and one one of the players has not been with the team his name escapes me but you brought back you brought back a good amount of players you brought back gregory soto who has been shown to be a pretty they he's been a relevant reliever you have tariq skubal who has been a great starter for you but i have to say I I don't know what to say. You guys have the talent to get this done. You did have a little bit of a turnaround with Riley Green coming back. And I will say that has been good. You do have Victor Reyes. You have Akil Badu back in the lineup. But of course, Spencer Torkelson is down in Toledo. I believe with Austin Meadows. They both have underperformed, really. And that's kind of surprising because they are both high quality picks. They were high quality players that everyone expected a lot out of. And that's kind of surprising because, because when I was when when I was working with the West Michigan Whitecaps, who was in the Detroit farm system, they are the high affiliate here in West Michigan, I had the chance to see Spencer Torkelson play. And he of course he struggled a little bit, but he wasn't really going to go down much farther than Lakeland. And I have to say, you know, after maybe a third of the way into the season, maybe a quarter of the way into the season. Actually, I take that back. It's more like a fifth of the way into the season. He started getting his groove and he moved up very quickly between West Michigan, Erie, and Toledo. And then he had his chance to get with the Tigers organization. And he popped off pretty pretty well, I'd say. It wasn't absolutely phenomenal where it's like out of this world MVP, but I have to say he he's kind of slipped a little bit and I think going back to Toledo is the right move. It's it's Toledo. It's the mud Hens. They they are a very good organization. They know how to rehabilitate players. They know how to get players back on their feet. They know how to win down there in the triple a and I applaud the Toledo Mudheads. I applaud Erie. They do the same thing. West Michigan here, I believe they've won the last six out of the last eight games, if I remember correctly, here in West Michigan. But the Tigers, you have the talent to make it to the playoffs. You have the talent to go anywhere. And the fact that you guys are just slacking this hard, 37-55, fourth in the AL Central, only a little bit of head of the Kansas City Royals says a lot that says a lot to me and i hope that you get your groove back i hope you find that groove and i did say earlier this season you know what to give them time they'll find their groove maybe this is it i not knocking on wood right now that this is it but i'm getting tired of saying give them time because it is the halfway point of the season this is the time where you should be reevaluating evaluating yourself and say, okay, we are clearly doing something wrong here. We need to switch it up. A.J. Hinch should be the first one to do that. Al Avila should be the first person to see that. And the fact that he hasn't done jack about it, other than moving some players around, yes, that's going to help a little bit. But you have to switch up your style. You have to improve the hitting. The hitting is what's the problem here. You guys are not doing them justice. You guys are h- hitting more strikeouts than anything. You're you're not even hitting strikeouts. You're swinging and missing. Of course, Miguel Cabrera will come in with the occasional home run. So will so will <laughs> so will Javier Baez. So will so will Scope. So will Badu. So will Castro. So will Green. So will Grossman. But you can't just rely on home runs. You have to win by hitting double, doubles, or singles, or triples, or you have to make the other team commit errors. Baseball is such a complex game. It's so hard to just downsize it. It's such a complex game. It's such a fascinating game. And it's all about probability. Of course, probability is not in the favor of the Detroit Tigers, they have shown that. Out of their last 90 games. 55 times it has not been in their favor. Only 37 of them have. That is well below 50% ladies and gentlemen. I just hope. That they they find their groove again. But again. That's my midseason take on them. They need to find something different. They need to build up towards something different. We'll see what happens after this all-star break. But until then. I can't say that much. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Guest Stuck Podcast. I know I had a lot to say, and I will have a lot more to say when I work on bringing some guests in. I'm really looking forward to sk- trying to get someone like Jalen Rose on the show. That would be incredible. But I do have a couple people in mind. One is a Division One college athlete. One is a former head basketball coach. One is a sports reporter. One is an announcer. So those are some ideas. I will not tell you who. Some you may know. Some you definitely won't know. But I will be back later this week. Have a great rest of your week. Stay cool as we do have a heat wave coming through. Have a great rest of your day, rest of your week. We'll see you next time.